Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hello, all you uh, after the gig people out there. Um, it's your host, Jesse Humphrey, as always, here, just hanging out at home in Boston, taking a little break from the road. Um, I just wanted to thank everybody that came out to all of the shows. I think we did about 12 in a row. And um, as you could hear in last week's podcast, that uh, the road took a little bit of a toll on me as far as my health is concerned. Um, but other than I'm, I'm good. I'm good to go now. Um, I had a bit of uh, achiness and chills and some flu-like, cold-like symptoms, but I think we're good now. I think I think I'm out of the woods. Um, still a little bit congested, but that's okay. Uh, we've all we've all dealt with worse. But thanks to everybody that came out to the shows. Um, there were some really good ones. I really can't say that there was any bad shows on that run. It was all it was all fun, and some of them were you know secondary markets for us, but. Even this, even those ones, we, we just we have the best fans. So thank you everyone for coming out and um, and supporting us and hanging out with us. We only had uh, we had two little debacles with the white whale. Um, we killed a deer. We hit it not on purpose. It was in the road and, and it was late at night. It was after our gig. Uh, I can't remember which one exactly it was after, but it, it we we hit it and uh, I well I was asleep and then I felt I felt the truck kind of like weaving. I got a little nervous and uh, and then we were off the side of the road and I could tell something bad had happened and we we hit a deer. So sorry to that deer, um, but. It happens, and uh, everybody's okay except for the deer. Um, but every everybody on on board is okay, and we and we got to move forward and make the next show. But um, then, from after our gig in uh, Indianapolis at the Hi Fi, our uh, our rig broke down. Uh, the onboard computer that runs the engine kind of shit the bed, and then we had to uh, we got towed in the middle of the night to some some truck repair shop and they found another computer from another Freightliner truck that was next to it that they were going to use for parts. I mean, it's literally the luckiest unluckiness you can ever have. This always happens to us. We ended up being three hours late to Chicago, um, a sold out show at the city winery, which was incredible, but we had a great crew that could help us out. Um, and we loaded in and I think set up the stage in like a half an hour. It was something ridiculous like that. So thank you to everyone in Chicago, um, that was supportive and helped us out and got us up on stage and ready to play, um, when we needed to be up there. So we appreciate it. So we have a really, really great episode today. Um, this is with my really, really good friend, Chris Brown. No, not that Chris Brown. It's another Chris Brown. Chris Brown is an amazing guitarist, uh, jazz guitarist. Um, he's a local Boston musician and he is, he's so good. I've known him for such a long time. We met each other when, uh, I was bartending at, um, at Devlin's and Brighton center. And, uh, he, he runs, um, he's had, he's worked there every Sunday morning brunch playing, playing, uh, a jazz brunch. He's worked every Wednesday night. It's, it's jazz Wednesdays. And he has other gigs kind of strewn about 
the mass area, North Shore, South Shore, or wherever, uh, wherever he's needed. So I'm really excited to talk to him. That this is this has got to be one of my favorite episodes. Uh, it's just so goofy and and Chris has so much knowledge and uh, I don't know. I, I just really enjoyed uh, listening back to this one. So. Um, I hope you all enjoy it, but before we get to the episode, I just want to answer a couple of the questions. Thanks for all the support for last week's episode. I mean, it was really, really fun, and uh, I'm glad you all enjoyed it. So, here's a question from Anne. Um, we were looking forward to the show tonight in Detroit. Oh, so they came to the show in Detroit. So, uh, why did we pick L Club? So, a lot of the times, we don't pick the venue. We just kind of pick whatever is available. We hadn't played in in detroit for some time and our uh and your follow-up here was uh, we usually see you at our hometown at the arc so i don't know if this has been announced yet i think it's been leaked but um we are playing at the arc later in the year this was something we were trying out um it went it, i mean that venue is not in the greatest of neighborhoods but it was a cool venue i don't know if you felt that way but it looked cool it was fun and it was very comfortable in there. I had a really good time. Um, there was a great restaurant down the street. Car- usually, uh, Terry Carter and I will grab dinner before uh, or after sound check before the shows. And uh, there was a great like chicken spot. It, it was it was really really good. But we are playing at the Ark, so we hope to see you there. We're very excited for that. Uh, for that arc show as we are every year um but you know at the the arc you we can't we can't play the loud rock show we can't do a lot of stuff we would normally do on any any other any other given night so um the arc will be more of a toned down version of the show as as you know from being at those shows the detroit show is a little bit more raucous like a little a little bit more of a rock show so we could do a little bit more and um and uh give people a little bit more of a variety so hopefully you enjoyed it um hopefully it didn't it didn't uh take you too long to get home or get home too late we've been very conscious of that this year um if you have questions about the set times and stuff like that you can find it on the carbon leaf website and uh, get there accordingly but, uh, and thanks for the question. We will be at the ARC. Uh, I'm not sure if you said hi afterwards, but uh, I'm saying hi now. So keep listening. And uh, thanks for the question. Uh, next question is from Liz. <coughs> um, Liz agreed with us that the pink shorts guy in Nashville was uh, super annoying. Um, <clears throat> don't be that guy. So if you have questions about that, go back and listen to uh, episode seven because. It'll tell you a lot about pink shorts guy in Nashville. Um, so Liz's question is, when you come off the road after a tour or break, what are the things you most look forward to? When we have a long run like we just had, like 12 shows in a row, which is which is a lot. There's a lot of shows in a row, especially when you have a lot of long drives and stuff like that. But um, my, I, I just love, I love being home. I love sleeping in my own bed. I love hanging out with my wife. Um... I just like walking around my neighborhood. Um, I went out yesterday and I bought a couple new symbols for my kit uh, just to kind of, I wasn't super happy with my cymbal sound over this last tour. I kind of fall in and out of love with, with that thing. It's, that's just kind of a same thing with Carter and changing pedals and stuff like that. I like to uh, change out my cymbals when I'm 
into different types of music and and my ear kind of changes a bit so i got a couple new things um which i'm very excited about uh i got a zildjian 20 inch renaissance ride um which which i'm very excited to play and then there was a zildjian karope 18 inch crash with rivets in it that just like had this cool it had it just kind of had its own thing so i was really excited about that but um other than that i just love being home i just love sitting on my couch watching netflix watching movies and and just being in the comforts of my own home because when you're away for so long you just get so out of your uh your comfort zone you kind of try to create that in your bunk or on the bus or whatever i'm just speaking for myself here i just i just really like you know even doing this podcast here in my office i just i like seeing the the drum heads on the walls and the pictures and and the memories i have of playing and and all the different tours and uh i just like being home it's uh you know and and i have all all my other drum stuff here that i can kind of mess around with and and experiment and listen to a lot of different music and stuff so um that's kind of what i look forward to but very quickly it turns to being to looking forward to getting back on the road so um we have more shows coming up i would be flying down to philly tomorrow because we would be playing at the sellersville theater and then we'll be back up in boston on thursday which i'm super excited about that show sold out actually so if you're coming to either of those shows and then buffalo and and uh i think rochester and pauling at daryl's house i feel like there's one more that i'm missing but if you're coming to any of those shows, I've been loving hearing about people listening to this podcast, and I've been loving the suggestions and loving the questions, so please keep that going. I love it. Um, yeah, so that's all I really have to say about that. But Liz, thanks for the question. I'm just going through my emails here to look look for some more questions. Um, Susan, thanks for sending me uh, the Fearless Flyers, the new, uh, the new video that they put out. It's really, really good. I love that stuff. Um, and yeah, if anyone else has some some cool videos or something that you want to send my way that maybe I haven't seen yet, I love it. I love it. Um, so another question. So I have to clarify something. My, this question is from Michael. Um, Michael Gordy. Michael, I don't know. I'm. I don't know where the Rogaine Jesus thing came from. Um, I think. When when we were talking, when when uh, I think it was in the first Jesse John episode, I think I think John was talking about my voice, and I said it was a combination of Fergie and Jesus. And I think you might have heard Rogaine Jesus, which I think is hilarious. So I might have to put that on a T-shirt or something, because um, I I don't use Rogaine yet, but I'm I'm not you know it's definitely I'm not out of the woods yet. Um, so your question. What is each member's favorite song to play on stage? Maybe one that you're not fond of. Um, man, that's a that's such a hard question, especially for me. I'm only speaking for myself here, but I, man, that's tough. I've I've really been liking. I I like to play any given day right now. Is a really fun. I sh- I should bring up a set list or something. Um just because it's tough to remember, but X-Ray has been fun because that kind of pops in and out. I re- I've been really enjoying playing Ordinary Eyes because we don't play it that often and it's and it's a little bit difficult. Um, uh, I really like singing that high harmony in, in, uh, in What About Everything, um, the guitar solo section of uh, 
of uh, troubles. I mean, it's there's a lot. There's a lot of really fun stuff to play, and I can't really pinpoint any one thing. Um, stuff that I'm not fond of playing. Uh, that's a tougher question to answer, but I I'm gonna try to answer it and not pull any punches. Um, there 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 really isn't something that is jumping out at me that I'm not fond of playing. I mean, there's some things that if we're working on or they're new and we haven't played them in a while and we're not like like excited, not everyone's not like excited about it, then it can be a little bit difficult to see it in the set list and be like, okay, we got to do this. And when when it when it comes down to more work than anything, then that is not as fun to do. But um, I can't really say that there's there's been much of that. Uh, we kind of Barry kind of dialed in the set list really well over the past uh, over the past few weeks. So um, yeah, I hope that answers your question, Michael. Um, and I think Rogaine Jesus is hilarious. Um, but yeah, you have another question here for John. So um, I will save that for for next time. But uh, thanks, thanks so much for your questions, and and I appreciate it. Um, all right. I think that gets us through that. Like I mentioned, we have some shows this week, uh, Sellersville, Pennsylvania, um, at the Sellersville theater, which is a fantastic venue. If you're in the Philly area and you want to come out and see us, um, and say hello and, and all that good stuff, please, please get a ticket. Uh, I'm not sure if it's sold out. I, I really don't know a lot of that stuff. I know that Boston sold out. Um, so you know, I'll probably be in the North End getting a cannoli at Mike's Pastry Shop after sound check. So if you want to see us there, that'd be great. But that's it. So this episode with Chris Brown, like I said before, he is a prolific jazz guitarist. Um, he's one of my best friends. We, we uh, whenever I'm off the road, we have a cover, cover band and, and we, we, we go out and play when I'm not doing solo stuff plays guitar in that cover band so this episode is going to feature some music from his album called on point at the end of the episode it'll be the title track called on point and then i'm going to play taking us into the uh, episode lullaby of the leaves i think that'll be a fun one to take us in so the album features chris brown on guitar obviously and then zach Kasher, another good friend of mine on drums and uh, yet another good friend of mine sven larson on bass um sven also plays in that cover band with me so Please, please enjoy this episode with Chris. It's kind of silly. It gets a not graphic, but it's it's a little PG thirteen at some time. So if you're a young listener, or if you're with your parents, um, you know maybe just uh, keep keep an ear out. But I hope you enjoy this. I really did. This is actually going to be like a three parter, uh, so a little bit because I know I know they get a little long sometimes. So I want to. I want to keep them, keep them shorter, uh, so you so you all stick around and, and hang in there. So, and I, I really want you to hear all this stuff. We're talking about some personal stuff, a couple doctor stories, doctor visit stories, drinking on the road, uh, the Boston music scene. We talk about practice, talking about practice, playing music at a young age. We talk about both of our time uh, times at Berkeley, my my lessons and work with uh, Jackie Santos. And, uh, and a pretty funny stripper story uh, that I have at the end. Um, so stick around for that. Stick around for the music at the end. And uh, 
Thank you so much. I hope to see you this week. Please send in a question or anything to uh, afterthegigpod at gmail.com. And uh, enjoy the episode. See you. kind of guitar do you play uh it's a gibson l12 1936 uh that's about all all i know about it really yeah seems like a expensive thing to not know a lot about yeah i don't really know a lot about uh the technical aspect of gear or um music in general There's a German word for it, actually, where like you're you have this fear of being uh, called out as a fraud. You know <laughs> what? What's the word? I don't know. It's like Schoiden fraud. That's not it, though. That's but it's you know Schoiden fraud. Schoiden Schoiden. <laughs> Every time I hear you play a guitar solo, I'm gonna scream. Schoiden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's my fear. Everybody's like, ah, this guy is a fraud. That's right. <laughs> I as well as you am not totally up on the technical aspect of gear. I'm not a super gearhead like yeah. a lot of other people are. Whenever I go to like the jazz jam and stuff and I'm talking to some of the drummers that play there, they know all the like they're giving yeah. me all these yeah, new models of drums and all these old vintage drums that I really don't know a whole lot about it. Yeah, me me neither. I just like to hit them. <laughs> Yeah, I I really don't have time. I don't know how these guys do it because it's like I guess you if if it's your hobby, and it's it's pretty cool if you're like uh, if you're gear minded, you know, like you wanna you wanna put all these things in order, you know, like this is from wherever and what whatnot. But yeah, I can't do that shit. I, a lot of people buy like collect things just to put their money into it because there's a lot of you know there's yeah. resale value. Yeah, in in the instruments, like they're worth so much money yeah yeah some of them are right some of them just go down on money i i like i like to do stocks instead i like to throw my money away on that that's right <laughs> well from what i've heard you're not really throwing it away no no they're throwing their money away into yeah. your account yeah nobody is uh it's again it's one of these shoyden fraud situations <laughs> <Shorten> fraud. <laughs> they're gonna be like wait a minute this guy's a complete fraud <laughs> this guy doesn't know what he's doing take his money away take his money away <laughs> um I we got to look up what that word actually means, what we're saying, because hopefully it's not some sort of derogatory term, and we're just like, short and fraud. Well, I think people would know that we just don't know what we're talking about, yeah. so hopefully they don't yeah. take us seriously. <laughs> but you're from a different country. That's true. So you have more credibility than most people when it comes yep. to other languages and sure. other words. Yep. What country are you from again? Well, I was born in Germany, 
So okay, so this all makes sense. <laughs> I thought you were born in. I thought you were born somewhere else. No, I thought you were born in like Austria or some shit like that. No, I was born in Heidelberg, Germany, where the biggest American base is. It's pretty cool. Really? Yeah, it's actually really awesome. If you ever, if you ever go to Germany, go to Heidelberg because it's like, it's like kind of like a little oasis in germany really i was supposed to go to germany last year but it didn't work out oh yeah yeah i got the trip got canceled which i was kind of bummed about because i've never been there but are you what what uh what what age were you when you came over we've had this conversation before but i want to know more about it seven i turned seven you were seven yeah and i got i got a huffy huffy bike uh <laughs> whoa yeah and I, that was it man you remember huffy bikes yeah of course yeah, okay I, huffy All bikes. Right. I had a uh oh my god i had a haro growing up because i was super into bmx yeah. biking when yep. i was a kid yeah i had the magazines i got the bikes yeah and you could like you could you could put shit on the bike like the little velcro you know uh oh the thing on the, the handlebars the thing on the handlebars i never had stuff? one of those yeah I never had one of those because yeah. I was... That's where you kept all your contraband, you know. That's where you kept all your contraband? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know a lot about contraband, don't you? <laughs> Seven-year-old Chris Brown smuggling <laughs> contraband over from Germany yeah. into America. It's all my Kinder Chocolat in there. Are you, uh, you going to try to become an American citizen? I should. I should. I definitely should. Because you've had to, you must have had to renew your green card a couple times um once once that's yeah. right it's every 10 years yeah one time one time and uh you know they uh they they spelled my name wrong on this renewal so <laughs> we're like hey uh so the that name- could potentially really fuck you oh yeah oh yeah so we were like Holy fuck we we're like hey uh can we uh can we change this to fix it they were like no no it's probably best that you just leave it as is what yeah yeah <laughs> oh i don't know in today's climate well see like you know it gets worse and worse and worse and now i'm kind of afraid actually uh about not being a citizen you know because uh that guy uh Khashoggi, all right not to get too political here but that guy Khashoggi was a green card holder i think oh that's right yeah and uh you know he's dead <laughs> he's he's a dead guy now <laughs> he's dead. i get worried about genevieve because she's a my wife Genevieve is yeah. a green card holder from Ireland, so right. I, I she is going to be taking the path towards citizenship, but yeah. we, you know, we're we're busy. We both have jobs and stuff yeah. like and that. And I think it's expensive. I it think, is. I think my brother just became a U.S. citizen. I think it's around a thousand dollars. Yeah, that's like unre- unattainable. I, I don't know about <laughs> unattainable, <laughs> but as musicians, it's it's. It's a little bit of a reach. Uh, like I said, unattainable, man. That's like $1,000 shit. $1,000. You know what I could do with $1,000? Buy a house. I could buy so many guitar pedals. <laughs> so, like two guitar pedals. Two. <laughs> two really nice guitar pedals. Yep. I'd rather do that. I got the, I'm already here. Yeah, I mean, I got a gig on Friday. You know, you got to... I don't have a gig. Actually, I do have a gig on Friday. I'm not sure what my wife will say about this, but... We're trying to have a kid, right? But um, it's taken us a little bit, and yeah. uh, and so uh, I, uh, you know, you ha- you gotta like kind of like go through some basics, and one of the things is I've got to go do an essay. What's that mean? Sperm analysis. Whoa! Yeah, so I gotta go to the hospital 
you know, and uh, do the deed in a little, little cup. I'm kind of interested in that whole process, you know, because I don't. There's not a lot of information out there. Well, from everything I've seen in movies, there is. <laughs> you know the you know the thing that they roll into your high school class. Yes, the, with the bit on the big cart. There's the old TV and the yeah. and the VCR. Right. I just picture that <laughs> in a room with a bunch of like super old VHSs. Yes. And yeah. you have to like, you know, take it out of the sleeve and put it in there and you're like in this medical room and you don't know what to do. That's what right. I kind of picture. Right. But anyway, the reason why I brought that up is because I have a gig that night. I'm like, man, I don't know if this is a good idea because I'm going to be tired, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is... <laughs> 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 takes when you go at it you really go at well, it huh? you know it's, it takes uh, a lot out of you special time and uh <laughs> it's a special time in a man's life it's like <laughs> you, you know you it's like you're jump. andy dufresne trying to get out of prison <laughs> <laughs> really really working at it really working at it but that's that's uh that was my my biggest worry not not even any of that but just um well now now i'm developing like musician problems and uh and i know one guy i won't say his name but he actually younger than me and he had to have like uh hip surgery is it me and it wasn't you <laughs> he had to have hip surgery man and i think it's because when you play guitar mm -hmm. it's like uh i think like i think um you you have it on your side for so long you know for like decades basically yeah and i've I, man like this this that side like the muscles on on my body right there it sometimes it fucking it hurts you know so it's uh it's it's uh it's something uh something's going on there do you have any like sciatic nerve problems i don't think so you don't think so no it doesn't hurt your back or your no. legs don't go numb well it's like that. it's like the lower back to the side you know it's e it's either from playing music or, or drinking a whole lot of beers. Mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> okay. No, but I, if it's I was like, a doctor yeah. right now, <laughs> I'd say it might be the beers. Well, okay. So I told my doctor about this. But you're always sitting. You're always always sitting. sitting. You're always playing guitar. Always sitting. Yeah. You pra you talk about how much you practice all the yeah. time. I've never seen it, so I think you're full yeah. of shit. It doesn't kinda. really happen. Nope. Yeah. I just play video games all day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hitting a little too close to home here but my, do my doctor i told my doctor about my beer drinking you know what he said to me he first he said can you can you uh can you give it up for a day i was like yep i can do that like, okay good can you give it up for a week like, yeah that's no problem i've done that yeah He's like, okay, well, what? This is what I want you to do. I'm like, all right, what? what? <laughs> It'd be funny if you just kept going. Like, How about a month? How about a year? How about three months? Three months. So, and he goes, this is what I want you to do, Chris. And I'm like, what? And he's like, I want you to switch to bourbon. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's my doctor said. Your doctor told you to drink bourbon. Drink bourbon instead of beer. And you'll be a okay. I guess it's lower calories or something like that. It's really, I think, about losing losing weight rather than um, mm. you know saving your liver or something like that. But my doctor actually was like, "Just drink a bourbon," and he said, "I drink a bourbon every night." Wow. Yeah. Your doc your doctor sounds like a fucking lush. <laughs> and then he drove away. No. Um, <laughs> 
Then he had a sip of his bourbon and he drove away. Well, I I worry about into that. the sunset. Yeah, right. I worry about like I haven't like uh, you know when, I don't know. Th- this is also gonna be too personal, but like when you like have like your personal physician, like you don't necessarily change a lot i don't think people change their doctors so like you kind of get somebody and then you're just stuck with whatever you know and who knows you know like Mm -hmm. it's like music teachers you get me as your music teacher and you're you're effed for life you're stuck (laughs) you're in a rut i'm gonna screw you over so bad you will never want to play music again (laughs) yeah so you can take all the gigs that's right that's your plan that's that's there make everybody mediocre so i keep (laughs) keep moving along yep. and keep getting all your gigs yeah i had a i had a strange experience at the doctor not oh, oh i went to the doctor the other day yeah and i had to get a physical mm, and yeah. my and since i go to it's like a since i go to a teaching hospital there's always someone else in the room oh right yeah yep and it was like you know a semi-attractive <laughs> girl i think i know where this is going yeah. yeah so basically i'm in there and we're it wasn't supposed to be a physical right it was supposed to be like a routine checkup but i already i had another appointment scheduled for the next week that was going to be the physical so the doctor you know is like i got too much on my plate so let's <laughs> just do it all in one shot and cancel that other appointment i'm yep. like oh okay you sure you sure you want to do that and <laughs> So he's, you know, checking, checking my stomach and checking my ears and right. all that stuff. He's like, all right, uh, take off your pants. And whenever they say take off your pants, they always say it so like matter, just matter of fact. And they turn around. Yes. Yeah. And then yep. you go put on the gloves and it's like, yeah, we're going to make no big well, deal. Out I of never, this. I never know. Like they'll, they'll usually say it like, like, yeah, take, take your, take your pants off or something. And I'm, and I'm just like, you know does he mean my underwear too or 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 what he didn't wasn't too specific he wasn't super specific so i'm standing there like a jackass with my underwear on and then and he turns around he's like no man we need everything, <laughs> we need everything. We, i need to see the goods <laughs> we need the full monty I'm like, telling okay you, all right i'm telling you man when he when he said that and turned around <laughs> i was just so not prepared for it right yeah i wasn't ready i <sighs> It was cold in the room. It was, it was how, cold. How it was, cold was it in it, the room? It was pretty cold in the room. <laughs> and when you go to the doctor's office, everything you're you're not you're not yourself. You're no. not your normal self. No. Nope. So I'm in there. I'm like, all right, my pants are off now, and <laughs> there's this girl in here, and it's not like the best situation. And he starts, you know, telling me to cough, doing the whole thing. Yes. And I literally just got done telling him about my anxiety and how <laughs> how i'm traveling and right. and i've had a couple panic attacks and yep. and all this stuff yeah and then, so and then he's playing around with my balls <laughs> and while this girl's watching like making very astute head motions and and writing down notes yeah like, yes mm-hmm, draw okay. drawing pictures yeah <laughs> he's like playing around with my nuts for but it felt like it felt like 10 hours wow yeah and well he's being thorough at least yeah and he's know? like explaining all this stuff to to the uh, i don't even know what you would call her she's a doctor but attending or what, sure whatever. resident resident a resident i don't know whatever it was yeah 
So he's like getting all up in there and I am so, I'm getting so uncomfortable. I start, my face starts to like turn completely red. I start to get so embarrassed. And then I just say, I just had to break the ice because yeah. at one point it got almost silent. Right. Where he's just like doing his thing and I'm like, no one's talking and I'm so uncomfortable. I go, yeah, remember, remember that anxiety, anxiety thing I was talking about? <laughs> And they both just like burst out laughing. Oh, I was like, no. "Oh it, my god!" It made it just it well. It made me feel better that everyone okay, started laughing yeah, and, and yeah, chilling yeah. out. But yeah. I, oh, that was that was yeah, such an uh, uncomfortable experience of the doctor. It's like why are you like just get. Usually that's the thing that they want to get done quick. Right. Just cough, cough. All right, cool. You're yeah. you're fine. Yeah, the doctor is a little bit too comfortable with uh, just you know letting you stand out there hanging in the wind. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's almost like he did, he didn't he didn't like meet his his quota for the day, so he yeah. had to make it all up with me. Yep. Yeah, you you won that that award. Oh God, that's terrible. <laughs> it's taking me back. It's just like oh, oh geez. Well, see, I'm I'm worried about this uh, this essay this uh, this thing that I I got into because it's like what if what if I you know. What if I can't do it or something? What if I'm too nervous? Oh yeah, but I I think I'll be I think I'll be all right. Uh, but that reminds me, dudes are gross. Oh man. yeah, oh yeah. Uh, have you have you seen that show Big Mouth? Yep. Oh my god, one of my favorite shows on TV <laughs> on ne- uh, Netflix. What? One of the, did you see when they break? They like like to break the third plane. Uh, you you know what the what third break the fourth the thir- wall the, is? Oh, it's the fourth wall. Break the fourth wall when they when they talk to the audience. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, because it's about, uh, what is it, middle school kids going through puberty, yeah. right? Yeah. And there was that one where, like... They... Incredible premise for a show. <laughs> for Especially for an animated show. Yeah, but not... My sister said there's another one that's doing, doing the same thing. Really? It's called Pen 15. Oh, I recently just saw that on my suggested shows for Hulu. And I was, yeah. and I was like, scrolling through it and... Genevieve was looking at the computer while I was scrolling, and I was like, "What? Why is, did this come up just now?" So yeah. she probably thought I was like, "What? What have you been watching?" Oh yeah, right. Yeah, but. that's that's also messed up. That uh, Netflix just like keeps you know like a running tally and and a suggestion. No. I mean, my wife is like, "Chris, why there's like a Japanese zombie thing on here?" <laughs> and now. <laughs> You know, what are you watching? You know, conspiracy theories, you know, uh, just fun, just, just fun stuff really. But, um, (laughs) yeah, the, the thing that came up on my Netflix feed, because Jen and I, we, we share the same, right. The, the same thing. So all like, if she starts watching a bunch of, a bunch of her shows, it completely fucks up the suggestions until I like, you know, yeah, you're like sense and sensibility again. Yeah. God damn it great expectations we've been watching <laughs> what have we been watching we've been watching grand designs lately because we've been mm. obsessed with like homes and like trying to buy oh homes yeah and stuff like that but yep. that's a really great show yeah um but she'll go on after i've been like watching tv all day and yeah she'll see like <laughs> suggestions <laughs> ted bundy tapes yeah. making a murderer <laughs> after porn three <laughs> yeah all in a row next to each other like jesus i'm like jesus you wrong need, you need you? a day job dude <laughs> <laughs> right i say that actually we have the greatest job by the way when you when you wake up in the morning you're like oh shit what, what do i gotta do this morning what do i gotta do oh fuck i gotta i gotta play guitar 
I gotta I gotta play this buddy guy solo. Yeah. Crap. Crap. <laughs> I do get there though, because whenever I'm playing, this happens a lot when I play jazz gigs with you. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> I don't know. Oh right. I'm sure. not like you know that I'm not like a prolific jazz listener or player or connoisseur. Sure. Sure. Whatever. <clears throat> so whenever I do it, I try to listen to a few different tunes, and and learn like the forms and stuff like that i still yeah. i never get it right i mean i'm no nobody gets it right nobody i know it's right that's but just, i just that's you do it. no 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 that's well, the big secret well, no, you got everybody no. fooled <laughs> short and fraud that's uh, i'm telling you <laughs> <laughs> how often do you practice like how many hours do you practice a day well you mean like what do i tell people or what do i no, actually but do you, <laughs> but you wake up in the morning because you don't you don't give yourself enough credit uh-huh because you're Ooh. very you're very good and i oh. would normally not tell you that to your face oh but i great. but since it's the podcast <laughs> i feel like i have to excellent um you how like you wake up in the morning you're like oh what do i do today i learned this buddy guy so like oh, how yeah. how many hours will you act actually practice well it depends it depends because you can't do something for too long you know because it's just then you're not doing anything yeah it's kind of wasteful so i i like to i like to plan it out you know like what i'm gonna actually do because otherwise you can, but then you can also, you know, it's, it's like, well, maybe I want to do this and you just do that for, for however long. So it's like, whatever, whatever. I'm pretty loose on, on what I do, Yeah. but I am interested. So I think one of the, the cool things is to like ask people what they do or like, uh, you know, YouTube actually has tons of musicians on there that each one of them has just like maybe you know there's a lot of crap yeah. but then one you know you just like watching somebody like wow i never thought of doing that let me try to do that so or you know actually reading there's some there's some books on practicing too you know you can you can read that stuff there's like a famous one from the 50s um that this guy created uh for people who are like from the ground up you know mm -hmm. um but uh I don't know. You just gotta. You just gotta like. Uh, uh, what did Mark t Mark Twain? You know that guy? Yeah. yeah. Great. Great musician. Great musician. Right. <laughs> Playing the uh, banjo. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, he said break things up into small pieces, right? So whatever, right. whatever it is, you just want to like. I I think you just break something into small pieces, um, and you, and you just you just start going at it. The problem with my practicing is that i'm not like even though i have a lot of fun it's not like like hey let's just have fun you know like when you played an instrument you were just having fun yeah you didn't fucking care well now, just playing the instrument would would inspire you to keep keep going yeah mm -hmm. yeah now it's like oh i gotta play i gotta play this gig tonight yeah Right, and I don't know any of the fucking music, and I gotta. Yeah. <laughs> so then you're like, all right, well, I'm gonna do 15 minutes of that and 15 minutes of this, um, and you know, you just cover all your bases, and you just um, you don't you don't expect that you're gonna get everything done that day, and you just try your best, you know, and it, it's kind of it's kind of like a you know, you ever made a, a snowman? You ever made a snowman? It's been a while, but I have definitely made a snowman before, and I can't wait to hear where you're going with this. <laughs> all right. So it's just, it's all about, it's like uh, you, you take that snowball and you just roll it, man, right? And it you gets, just roll it. It gets bigger. It gets bigger. Yeah. So that's my take on practicing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the books. I read a book. It's not just about 
musical practicing or practicing your instrument. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a book called, I'm not sure who the, uh, who the author is, but it's called the art of work. Ooh. Have you heard of this? No. So there's, and there's another one that was, um, suggested to me called bounce. And I haven't finished reading that one yet, which I should, because a, a friend of mine bought it for me. Um, and sent it to me from the UK, so I haven't finished it yet. Oh, wow. Yeah, because we were talking about this exact thing, about yeah. practicing and right. um, the 10,000-hour the rule. And, sure. And, yeah. But this book, The Art of Work... That's from the, the out, Outliers book, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, but a lot of books take that take that theory into account and, you know, the 10,000... And it's just a random number, but the thing about it is in the art of work that 10,000 hours isn't just sitting behind your instrument and playing. Right. Excuse me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's 10,000 hours of actually stretching your muscles out, yeah. doing things that you are not comfortable with and repeating over and over. That's real practice. Yeah. Because, you know, as musicians, we get into the, I, I don't know if you get into the same mode, but if I'm playing and I'm like doing something that's really not there yet yeah and i take my time i give it 15 20 minutes before i need to just play a song or like do something that i know and the struggle with practice i feel is to just stick to stay in the zone of uncomfortability yeah and try to stretch as much as you can and and fight the urge to go and play the things that you already know right yeah yep yeah, I, 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 that's that. I, I agree with that. That's that's. It's interesting, but it also that pushes you all the time to be like at this like red line, mm-hmm. you know, on the edge of uh of of you know uh what you can do, and what you can't do, which is which is great. I think that actually really does work. Um, but but I'm kind of lazy, so. Uh, <laughs> But fuck all that. <laughs> what I know, like, no, but nobody can sustain, and people can. Like people yeah. will, uh, especially people that work out. Like you work out. Yeah. The the guys that get in really really good shape, or if they're cutting weight, they're constantly pushing. Yeah. The envelope. Right. Of their of what their body can handle. Right. And that's kind of the same way it works with anything. I think. Yeah. You, you need to go into a zone where you're uncomfortable. And then when you're comfortable again, yep, you you got to get on comfortable after that. Yeah, yeah, and it's and the only way to do it, right? And and the level of musicianship is so high, you know, like you have it's like if you can't do some of this stuff, you know, nobody gives a shit or something. Especially in Boston, Boston's such a hard town to to be a musician in. Well, what do you think about being a musician in Boston? Like, I. I find that Boston has the tendency to be a little bit clicky of a city. Yeah. And people aren't, I feel like musicians aren't supporting each other as much as, as other cities I've been in, like New York. I feel like everyone's kind of like, will gravitate towards certain musicians and certain venues, but that doesn't yeah. really exist in Boston. Like, what, what do you think about... Uh, yeah, I think it is because it's, it's kind of like a small town uh, feel in a in kind of a medium sized town. You know, mm-hmm. Boston's got a lot of complexes because it's like we're a world city, but we close at ten. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> going home. At everybody's 10. everybody's done, um, and 
you know, a lot of people kind of are jaded and, and um, they don't appreciate it anymore. Like, because um, as soon as, as soon as I go, like, if we talk about crowds first, I mean, I love it just that there's people there at all. So I appreciate any audience. But uh, there's definitely a thing when you go outside of Boston, all of a sudden the audience is like really excited to see you. And when you play something, they're like really appreciative, you know? Yeah. In Boston, it's kind of like you're just there, you know. Yeah. Whatever, you know. That's true. They don't, and 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 there are. It's not everybody, but but uh, I feel sometimes it's just like, yeah, you guys are just background. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know of any really good listen. I I know of a couple of good listening rooms in Boston. Like, yeah, the Lizard Lounge is a great listening room, but you have to pay a ticket to go down there, and, and yep. you're you're mostly gonna know who you're gonna see. Yeah. Um, I'm just using your, your Wednesday jazz night as an sure. example. Yeah. There's been, there's <laughs> been ups and downs as far as like, oh yeah, regulars that come in and, um, and it's, and it's a really high, high skill level that that's playing in there. Why do you think, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying why is to it articulate. not more, not, why is it not more popular maybe or. I mean, I, there, there's all kinds of reasons, you know, who, who, who knows what, what it really is. But the regulars that go there, they're like, wow, this is awesome. But, yeah, you know, you get, you, you're at the mercy of, like, you know, um, how to get people to go to that, re- that particular restaurant, you know. Yeah. Maybe it's not easy to get to, you know, or uh, all kinds of stuff like that. But I think it's just, like, the, the, the crowd mentality, you know. Devlin's, Devlin's that place is is awesome. You know, I feel so blessed to to be able to to play there. You I mean, know, how, how many years have you been working there? Um, I, I don't really know. I think it's I got to be a decade. I think it's more than that. Yeah, I think I started in two thousand five. Wow. Yeah, I've been there a while. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I've seen a lot of shit. I've <laughs> I, I've been in the shit, man. <laughs> but you 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 know you've seen you've seen it happen happen to me. Like I, one of the things that just pops out. Like remember there was that guy that came in that was wasted, and oh, you know man. I had I had to throw him out of the bar. We had to stop playing music. That's an experience. That's an actually something that. I still think about to this day yeah. because I almost had to like physically. Yeah. Yeah. You guys f- physically carried him out the front door. We had yep. to lock the door. Yep. And and this is for those of you listening. This was when I was bartending. Yep. So these guys are playing jazz. We're all having a good time. <laughs> and this dude comes over from the other bar on the other side of the restaurant and yep just sits down and just immediately starts shit with someone with yep. a completely unsuspecting person next to him. Yeah. And what it was he, so crazy. I'd never yeah. seen anything like it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And he's like, and it was his drink of choice. Bud light. I'll get a Bud light. <laughs> like how many friggin' Bud lights do you have to drink to get that drunk? It's crazy. That's like 30, no. 34, 35, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, it's only a 4% beer. It's crazy. I shut him off and then, and he he literally leaned over the over the bar and goes, "You're gonna give me a Bud Light." That's right. And then I leaned over like closer to him. I was yeah. like, "No, I'm not." <laughs> and then that's when that's when he got crazy, and then yeah. you guys carried him out. Yeah, yeah, that was nuts. And I, that was that was the only time in I don't know 
10 years of bartending, yep. that was the only time I called the police on anybody. Yeah. Because that guy was, I mean, yeah, it was crazy. So so you, you have like situations like that. I remember one, one time, uh, one of the guys that, um, <clears throat> I said, what the fuck did he say? He was like, I don't know. He said some, some, some comment and just left, you know, and I was like, God damn it. You know how many hours I put into practicing and showing up and trying to play music and then you get somebody that just shits all over you and you know that they're not doing shit in their life. You know, they've got some sort of just, I don't even know what they're doing, but it's like and actually that's probably why it happens because they're not happy with what's going on in their life you know but it's weird because you think music is supposed to just be a uh, release or a uh, something that takes you somewhere else you know yeah, for sure. so you can forget your problems you know but um but I, I do love playing there and i love playing in boston but i it it is a very um strange place to uh have your career sort Mm -hmm. of in that town because you know nobody switches venues you know like this is one thing i was like man i wish i could just uh like go to a different jazz band and be like hey man you you guys play there every every friday saturday or or thursday or something like that why why don't you play here this week i'll go play there you know and we'll set up a circuit Mm. you know but that everybody's like no this is my gig till i die <laughs> yeah well i i think that would be a great idea but i can also see how the musicians that have built up their night yeah. have, are like nah it's so yeah. hard to find a venue that will keep you around right i do not want to yeah i don't want to risk it i don't want to risk it i'm not risking it it's so hard to even get something yeah so that's it's weird it's weird um but you know, um, it's fun just playing music. I can't believe that somebody actually lets me <laughs> take a guitar amplifier and put it in their venue or their restaurant and lets me <laughs> lets me play like loud guitar there. And it's like, yeah, it's a job. There you go. Yeah. You know, I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> what is happening? How did I carve how out this, this world for yeah, myself? Yeah, how did this happen? You know, I'm and I'm so grateful for it, but it's like, it blows my mind that like, wow, you just let me set up a band right here and we were playing? Like, this is amazing, you know? Yeah. So it's, uh, that's what I'm saying. I love this job, man, but it's, uh, it's, 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 it has its ups and downs and it does whatever. And you, you got to prepare so much. Um, but getting back to that, that practicing thing mm-hmm. you know because i said <laughs> i'm pretty lazy or i guess i think everybody's probably fighting their fighting their brains because uh, everybody's like i'm I just want to do this the easiest way possible right right um but i've found man like instead of being at the edge i i kind of like do everything really slowly yeah you know yeah like i'm trying to learn piano right now and i'm just like I don't even use a metronome half time. I'm just like, boo, do, 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 do. You know, I'm like going as slow as I need to to play it correctly. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I mean, that's a great way to practice. I, I would find myself kind of getting into that bad habit of trying to play everything fast and, and get it to like how I hear it in my head automatically. Yeah. yeah. But building the found, you have to build the foundation, right? And build, you know, the the muscle memory and and it, and it all that takes stuff. a oh oh. Hopefully, that is that the pizza? 
that's not the pizza i don't think that came through the thing but dang it <laughs> i just got a notification on my computer and made a loud noise oh i thought it was the pizza all right I'll so turn that off. um it, it's just amazing how how much effort goes into like playing just like a song like if i have to play a melody that man that that might take i mean i try to figure out ways that i'm like as efficient as possible in my practicing but mm-hmm. it still takes like you know weeks yeah before you're comfortable with it you yeah. know so it, yeah, because I'll sit down with like a groove or something, or, or or some kind of fill, and I will just do it over and over again at nauseum, pretty right, much. Right. And then I'll, when I when you finally get it, it's such a gratifying feeling. Yeah. It's it's almost it's like if you're a golfer, and you hit that that, that one good that, shot. Yeah, that sweet shot. And you're like, oh <laughs> fuck. I am hooked. I yeah. I want to go after that. They made feeling. that sound like. Shunk. Oh yeah, it, it, <laughs> like when you hit when you hit the swish when you're yeah. when you're shooting shooting That's buckets right. and stuff. It, yep. it's that it's I get that exact same feeling, you know. Yeah, yeah. but it, man, I I do love doing the research of like how to how to get better at something. There's another book actually uh, that came out in response to the Outliers book. I think um, I, what was it called? I think it's called Peak or something like that, which they studied experts, hmm. you know, and um, one, of, one of the, like, how to become an expert at something. Yeah. This sounds like it's going to be a lot like that bounce book that I okay, yeah. was talking about. Yeah. And a lot of it had to do with your environment and how you grew up. And, and yeah, uh-huh. um, one of the early examples in the book is about uh, this champion ping pong player. Oh, and yeah. He, he grew up like when he was born they had a ping pong table and they played every day and right and it was just like it was predestined to happen right yeah and not everyone grows up in the same circumstances that make oh no, yeah that, that create uh that that ability but sorry to interrupt you yeah what the fuck was i talking about oh god that book peak oh yeah that book peak well then <clears throat> you know the environment actually i don't think that peak that talks about the environment too much but you are right like i'm i'm so jealous of um people who had like their their dad was a musician you know and they and they've done this like all their lives and it's just like second nature to them you know that's how it happened for me oh really yeah yeah my dad wasn't necessarily hate you jesse hate you (laughs) my dad wasn't necessarily a musician yeah um necessarily um but my uncle or my dad's best friend who i've called my uncle my whole life yeah he was in a touring band in the 70s and he was a really good drummer oh, so wow. and he had albums and stuff so my dad introduced me to different records and so that's and how you mus- got started yeah wow and, and, and different music at an early age but i also had that kind of natural ability when i sat down at a drum set like i picked up things really yeah. really quickly and I, right. I still pick up things really 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 quickly right but that in particular was fast for me and i had always had a good ear i could always yeah. sing melodies back yeah um but when i would listen to those records yeah i would just constantly sit with them and play to the records. so that developed my time at an early age yeah developed wow. my dexterity yeah i hate you even more now that's like <laughs> yeah but the thing is <laughs> i wish i had that foundation man like <laughs> but you can only take it so far and, and yeah, yeah there's a lot of debate on whether if there is uh if if just natural ability mm-hmm. and things that you work at like the difference between those two things right right i absolutely think that people can learn a skill later on that they weren't naturally gifted at early yeah. on you yeah. just need to be able to 
struggle through those early days and develop those skills because you're going to get to that place that starting point that other people started at before you right but you can you can you can overtake them you can can overtake it yeah it's 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 uh it's hard work and that i think i think this quote is from that book where it's one of it's if it's not i don't know maybe uh maybe i read it somewhere else but it's um the the whole idea of like um the samurai you know, you know the samurai. You ever heard of what a, what a samurai is? I know what a samurai is. It's kind of like uh, is that is um like the teenage mutant ninja turtle like guy. Tom Tom Cruise like Tom Cruise guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. last samurai. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the idea is like, man, those guys got so good at something, but they didn't also they didn't just do fighting. They did like you know writing and and poetry. I it was think a discipline. And, and, it was a discipline. and painting. Yeah, yeah. and like. They the the quote is like if you're a samurai you've you've learned how to master one thing mm-hmm. and once you've learned how to master one thing you can master another thing yeah right and I I kind of like I just started singing you know and I think I have a huge advantage um, of knowing how to like play guitar and and getting to where I am playing guitar because I'm like oh yeah. There's going to be, you know, the, I have to do the singing thing every day, you know, and I have to do these exercises and I have to find out what are the, what is the, what is the, what is the best sort of exercises to do? There must be some sort of method that people are using. And, um, just because you've, you've done this other thing, you got just like, you know, whereas some people, if they didn't play guitar for 20 years, you know, uh, they, they're, they're not going to get as good as quickly. Right. You know, because they just don't know. Um, they're like, oh, what do I do? Just sing along to the radio? <laughs> yeah, but some, That's what I did. Yeah, well, yeah, you, well, you're talented, right? You're fucking talented. I'm, I, I see, I, I was, I was talented. Thought, tell that to my, my siblings. Yeah. Whenever we would take a, a family trip anywhere, I would be singing out loud. I would have my headphones on with my Walkman <laughs> and I would be singing out loud because, for me, that was my escape. I, there was yeah. no one else around. My eyes would be closed. I, w- I would sing. And then I would constantly get whacked by my brother and my sister and be like, can you shut up? <laughs> Seriously? Can you <laughs> shut up? And I'd be like, I'm sorry. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> but I mean, that's just how, that's how I learned. And then my dad used to give me pop quizzes. Like we would listen, oh. to, we would listen to the radio and be like, who is this? I'm like, yeah. Ozzy Osbourne. He's like, how'd you know that? Because like, I've been listening, son. Wow. Yeah. And then he was like, don't call me son. <laughs> son. <laughs> son. <laughs> wow that works on many levels yeah and it's just it's all about the environment and and yeah um my my sister-in-law and my brother wanted to uh they wanted to get my niece into music oh and kids these they're they're into so much so much stuff like she's yeah. like super into gymnast- gymnastics and that's probably yeah. what she should stick with because she's really good at it right and like dance and stuff like that yeah um you know she's super talented and everything but that's kind of what her it seems like her passion is yeah but they got her a or my mom and my mom and dad got her a keyboard yeah. to try to learn music they got they tried to get her piano lessons and stuff i was like yeah if if she's into music like piano lessons is is the thing to do yeah i'd say before anything else like right it is so important i wish i did it They're i'm like, not a, like i can't play piano at all that's right. something i really want to do but when i was playing drums yeah early on we set the drum set up in the living room right it was always there yep i couldn't i couldn't like 
go a day without looking at it yeah. and sitting down and like trying to figure some stuff out. Yeah. It has to be, it has to be like present. In, it has to be present. It has to be there. It has to be in the path. You have to walk by it all the time because right. then you're like, you feel a little bit like you need to sit down yeah. and do this. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, I, that does, I just, I, I had this teacher at Berkeley. His name was Andy McGee. He, he died, but, um, he, he said when he got home, he'd take his saxophone out and put it on the stand ready to go ready to go ready to go because otherwise you leave him in the cage he's like i'm gonna sit down watch some football yeah that's it you know but it's gotta be ready so yeah. like when i get home i'm like you know when i <laughs> the worst is that you can't get started because you're like oh crap i gotta take the guitar out of the bag i gotta find a tuner you know then you got you all right the cable now i'm plugging i got my headphones on and you're like ah oh, shit i gotta i gotta find i gotta wash my hands all right now i gotta you gotta take all this stuff off mm -hmm. again so you know you gotta be set up ready to go give yourself uh, a chance to succeed at it yeah 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 but uh yeah i mean that's see you learn all these little tidbits from people and and uh it makes you better it's uh i think that's called crowd sourcing is right? it i think so yeah hmm. it's just it's, yeah it's a samurai thing don't worry about it. all right don't worry <laughs> if you have to ask you can't afford it but like a little thing okay so you asked to like what do i actually practice you know and and one of the things that i try to practice is not to be a button pusher right okay well, and, so what do you mean by that well you can get really good at playing like patterns or something on your guitar that like you're like super fast you're like you know um but after a while you, you're just that's all in your brain like you're just like you're like all right i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do this and that but that's not really how you how well, maybe this is up for the debate but when you play music it should just happen you shouldn't think about it right and so um this well, that's the goal i feel that's the end goal yes yeah because you just need to be in the moment mm -hmm. right and um you know there's um there's kind of like this wave when you when you when you play with some some really um they don't have to be like the greatest it hasn't doesn't you don't have to be the greatest musician it's just if you're if you're all working together it's almost like you're riding this wave right yeah you know i tell this to my students all the time they're like chris i don't know what you're talking about but like it's like you, you're you're riding this wave and you're you're uh my my metaphor is like you're a surfer on yeah. this wave right it sounds like uh what they call like flow state flow state yeah, yeah. <laughs> so because i i that's great that's a great analogy with the wave the wave because that's exactly yeah. how it feels yeah you're on this this wave and it could surge right it i've could, never gotten goes... up on a surfboard but i can imagine that the, me neither that... <laughs> right i tell this to my students they're like have you gone surfing I'm like, nope nope <laughs> don't ask any more questions but like one of the things is like look because i usually tell this to like students who are like kind of good and but they're playing all this bullshit i'm like you know um if you're surfing you're just trying to stay on the wave. If you get too fancy, you're going to land in the water, right? Yeah, you're going to fall off. And you're done. You're done. That's yeah. it. That's the only one chance. That was a big that was a big problem I had when I was uh when I first started going to Berkeley. Yeah. I was, you know, becoming a better drummer and stuff like that. Oh yeah, Berkeley. Holy cow. We could talk about that for hours, man. Yeah, you know, it, I really enjoyed my time there. Me I too. I really did. Yeah. It really helped me out a lot. Yep. And I think one of the biggest ways that it helped me, 
mm-hmm. was when I started taking lessons with Jackie Santos. And a lot of people didn't like Jackie Santos because he was a little bit why quirky. Uh-huh. Um, he would he might like put you down. Or was something. he strict? Was he strict? He was kind of strict, but okay. oh, but he put you down. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. He would yeah. he would make you want to come back and be better. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. So if you had if you had a little bit thicker skin, which I think I do. Yeah. It was beneficial to me. Right. The first lesson I went in there, he told me straight off the bat, he's like, "Man, you have your right hand is great. Your your sound is great, but you need to work on your." Re-. He told me all these things that I needed to work on, and throughout yeah. the semester, yeah. I just got nothing but like I got so much better in that semester. Yeah. And most of most of what I needed to do yeah. was was do less. Yes. Cuz I was a con- I was a, a, a an overplayer. I wasn't listening to a lot of direction. I was a little bit of a cocky, you know, right. uh, drummer and and didn't I don't know. I I didn't think my shit stank, but it did. <laughs> it stunk like shit pretty bad <laughs> but you're humbled very quickly because there's right. so many people that are there that are better than you and you oh realize God, it's like yeah. if there's so many people here that are better than me just imagine what's out there in the whole entire world yeah. so it really forced me to get my act together right well there's there's like there's two different types of students that well there's probably many more than that but that when you go to berkeley you're you know you could be like this like hey i just graduated high school and i'm gonna go to berkeley now you know yeah. and learn how to play music and then there's like guys that like have been in the music industry for like 10 15 years and they're going to berkeley to like find the hot players and go out on tour yep and you know yep. you 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 go there and you're like who's miles davis you know and they're already playing like mother you know they're just great yeah and uh you're like i don't know what's what 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 how did this happen you know yeah my when i when i was a freshman i actually did not know who miles davis was and uh for real yeah i had no idea wow that surprises me i was like who who is this miles davis you speak of and peeing your pants is cool (laughs) then consider me miles davis yeah i don't know what that quote's from what what's that from from billy madison oh yeah okay all right (laughs) that's all right you're you're not american i'm not american here so so i got an excuse but uh my 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 first uh guitar lab um uh so i i'm like how old I, I was probably like 19 and um i i the all the freshman entry level guitar labs were full okay. you know so i had to take modal improvisation with john thomas that sounds like a nightmare it pretty much it's it's all about mccoy tyner and I don't, I don't know who that is. I don't even know who Miles Davis is at this point, right? McCoy oh, Tyner is like this piano player who plays all these fourths and and you know does all his own thing. And John Thomas, if you don't if you don't know who that is, amazing person, you know, like a great player. He actually he was on a Joe Henderson record, um, who I didn't know who Joe Henderson was at that time either. Um, and I show up to his class. Um, and I've got my red Stratocaster, you know, that I've been playing Fuck yeah. <laughs> since freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm in there with like seniors, basically, juniors and seniors, because it was like, um, this is like one of these elective classes you got to finish if you're a performance major, you know, so all these cats. And were, you got in there when you were a freshman? Yeah, because it was the only one available. What were your ratings when you went in? Like z- zero. 
<laughs> yeah, they were like negative. I was like at one. What? I had ones. I went in at with twos and a couple of ones. No, I was like ones. They were like, <sighs> wow. Well, you've come such a long way then. That's that's like pretty. Oh yeah, that's well, pretty I've, astounding. I've had, I've had a pretty big complex, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they were like they were like when i got into berkeley they were like they were like i don't know if we should let you into berkeley and n- n- do you have the money and i was like yes and they were like oh you're in all right you're in <laughs> yeah that Great. was that was before they started getting real strict about yeah it. what years what years were you there uh 99 to 03 okay yeah well yeah. i started i started in 2007 i want to say because i mm-hmm. i transferred to berkeley oh cool i so did i actually yeah yeah which i feel like was a pretty, where, big, where did you transfer? pretty big advantage where did you transfer from i went to community college in Ooh. rhode island ccri for two years oh nice two years and just i just didn't know what i wanted to do i know yeah. i i knew i wanted to um I knew I wanted to be a musician, yeah. but that was when I got diagnosed with Crohn's disease and, Ooh, and I was yeah. like, I was kind of struggling to figure, figure things out. I was working a couple yeah. of jobs and stuff like that. But, yeah. um, but once I went there, it made just being around people that were like-minded yeah. and stuff. It and clicked. It was like, it oh, this is awesome. It really pushed me. It didn't, it didn't click for me to be like a really good student yet because oh. I hadn't gone through the partying phase of my life and oh. stuff like that which i did when i was in berkeley oh wow um things didn't click for me until very late i i yeah. would i would i would say two years ago yeah things actually really <laughs> i i started no but i mean some people yeah well it's bloomers. clicking man it's clicking i was a late bloomer and yeah yeah and i don't know what it was but yeah, um, that's what the doctor said whoa <laughs> maybe it's the medication <laughs> <laughs> i'm cheating oh my god um but i don't know man it, it something happened later on where i mm. i wanted to you know make sure all the dishes were washed and i was yeah. practicing and making sure yeah. like you just you just developed this i developed it later than than a lot of other people yeah yeah well it's growing up you know you grow up yeah i guess so i guess it's like the fear you you start to th- think about you know where you want to be and and right a few years and yeah i gotta say i ne- I never thought about that really like i i transferred from ohio state university oh well yeah. so i was that was where i was doing my partying you know that was like 50 a lot of partying going on in ohio state yeah 50 to 60 000, 50 to sixty thousand people jesus uh students you know that's crazy oh yeah that was nuts those dorm rooms must have been loud yeah yeah you know what i mean oh my god i did so much crazy partying there but then i like i had i I basically my grade point average at that school was 0.65 i think yeah so you're like i gotta get out of here yeah and my money yeah and i didn't really want to be a musician but Mm -hmm. that 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 was like that was my one option right now that was that was all that was presented to me so when you were there when you were at ohio state yeah what was was there any focus at all was there any major you were just like i'm supposed to go to college right now yeah here i am yep yeah yeah there you go i feel like so many so many kids are like that and and you're how you're like 17 18 years old i was kind of young i was still i was like the youngest i I was 17 um like i i remember i was 17 because in ohio you go to strip clubs when you're 18 and i turned 18 in October, and the first thing that you the, did. Well, I didn't. I didn't like plan it out, but all the all the the dorm buddies were like, "We're going to the strip club," you yeah. know. So yeah, we went to some 
awful, awful. <laughs> Columbus, Ohio. Oh Jesus! Strip club, and you know, I, I just, I. There's two things I remember: is going up on the stage and the smell. You, oh, you. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ! You went up on the stage in a yeah. Columbus, Ohio strip club. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's like the the single A. <laughs> you know, if there's the major leagues, I don't even know. I I really don't enjoy strip clubs that much, but when uh no i mean i can't can't imagine that that's kind of weird that's going pro that's that's amateur all day long oh my god it was like you know they put like a folding chair on the stage and i gotta sit on that thing and it's like hey just take it easy take it easy we don't (laughs) i have a funny story about a stripper about being on stage oh yeah (laughs) yeah i hate to i hate to we'll get back into it but i uh so it was my brother's it was my brother's (laughs) friend all right I can't believe I'm telling this story right oh, now. Oh God! Is this going to even make the podcast? Yeah, well, oh, nice. this is the only thing, the only reason why people are going to listen right here. Um, Hell yeah! That's not true. Yeah, because they don't. You're the shit. They don't. Care. People should know that you're the shit. Oh, hey, what just happened? Uh, I think uh, something fell over. Oh, cool. Mm. Well, yeah. um, so I was about. I want to say I was 15 or 16 years Uh-oh. old. So my brother's buddy <laughs> was getting married. So, so this is a, this is like illegal already. Yeah. Already this is illegal. Yeah, but it was private. Oh, okay. All right. It wasn't actually at a strip club or anything. Okay. So my, my brother's friend was having his bachelor party and we rented out this, or his friends rented out this, uh, this hall. Yeah. This is in Rhode Island. So some shady shit goes on there every day anyway. Nice. So... We show up, you was know, it, it's was, all, it, was it Lupo's? Lupo's? It wasn't Lupo's, no. <laughs> I think it was in like Cranston or Johnston or something like that. But we all got there and it was it was all like the, the men, you know, it, not yeah. just the young guys and the friends and stuff, but it was like, you know, his dad, his, his, his father-in-law oh, and all geez, that that's stuff. That's kind of awkward, actually. Yeah, but w- what we did was we planned it out <laughs> so the strippers and stuff wouldn't come until like later on. Oh, okay. So there was like, a, right. there was like a hangout and like a dinner okay. and like bar portion. Yeah. And then there was like the late night debauchery. <laughs> so I'm hanging out and, you know, I'm eating and stuff and bunch of, it's all my brother's friends. And, and I grew up... I'm the youngest, yeah. so I'm the youngest by eight years. So my yeah, wow. Because you, if you're 15 and he's yeah. getting married, over. like my sister's six years older than me, and my brother's eight years older than me. Okay. So I grew up. Oh, hanging, I'm I'm the youngest too. Are you? Yeah. 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 And you just have a sister, right? No, a brother as well. You have a brother? Yeah. I didn't realize you had a brother. He's super successful. Really? Yeah, I hate him. Oh man, <laughs> maybe you can be. <laughs> no, a, I love the guy. Maybe but, you can be a sponsor for this podcast. He's like. <laughs> he's the greatest but like it's just like i'm like playing guitar and he's got like a house and like three kids and a wife and he's like ceo of you know no man it sounds miserable to me of like amazon you know and you're just like (laughs) what the fuck wait your brother is (laughs) jeff bezos jeff bezos yeah that's right yes (laughs) (laughs) wow i'm the guy that 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 sent the dick pics to the uh, national Enquirer. yeah yeah this is, uh, you'll see it on the news. So you guys don't talk anymore. I got to talk to Robert Miller like on Monday. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so getting back to my story. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So strippers. <laughs> Not that this is about me. Strippers. 15 years old. Here we go. Yeah. 15 years old. <clears throat> so 
we're eating we got you know we catered it yeah um everybody's eating and hanging out and stuff like that and then the older gentlemen of the party they they take off they say their goodbyes <laughs> and everything yeah. so it's basically just me and my all my brother's friends yeah so you're the youngest oh i was by far the youngest and so you're just person like, in the room i hope they let me stay let no my brother stay. my brother has always been really really good about letting me like hang oh cool he's never been like yeah really embarrassed by me i don't think or at least he's never <laughs> let on that he's been super embarrassed by me um but because i i remember like whenever my brother would bring like girls over to the house like, oh to yeah go swim in the pool he oh, would like he would like get me out of bed and be like come check this out <laughs> and i'll be like okay wow that sounds like a great older brother man I, yeah i remember my older no, brother he's great i would like i would like be the awful younger brother and just like you know be bothering him while he's while he's with you know trying to impress some chick you know yeah like hey man what's going on why don't you have me like get out of here man <laughs> well i was just i know that i was a ploy i was like the puppy the the, the bachelor walking the puppy at oh. the at the park like oh. i was the puppy i was oh, you were the pawn i was You're the pawn, pawn. <laughs> so girls would come up to me like oh hi you want to have a dance with me and then like i would butter them up and then and then my brother would like you swoop know, swoop right in and yeah. be like and then like, get what, out of here and then Jason. whatever it's like all right you go go on to the next one i'll, I'll meet you there in five <laughs> minutes um oh, so we're man. at this party uh, at this bachelor party and we're all hanging out there's a dj going it's starting to like yeah. it's starting to pop off and then yeah. three strippers come in wow and they're like really i mean very attractive girls wow very very attractive girls wow i've never been at a house when you've got you've had strippers show up it wasn't a house it was like a imagine like a bar like a a bar so it was dark there was a stage and stuff like that so it was like a legit okay yep Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but imagine like a horseshoe of of folding chairs like around a stage Mm mm-hmm like three rows deep so there's like three rows deep in a horseshoe Gee, how many people were at those parties? a lot there was a lot there was a lot of people at this wedding okay all right so i'm sitting in one of the chairs girls are like making their way around giving lap dances i got a lap dance from this girl i was like oh geez oh dude i at 15 yeah oh you you popped a boner on that one you're like, i don't I, I feel like i probably should have but i don't remember <laughs> i don't remember if i did because i was so like <laughs> i was so scared oh yeah i was just really nervous i was like is yep. this okay if i touch you and and she was like grabbing my hands to grab her and stuff yep. like that and yeah, i yeah. was like okay so feels like a bag of sand <laughs> feels like a bag of sand <laughs> but then it started like people started getting up and like going to get like private dances and stuff and oh. i was just sitting there hanging out and i had i had money on me i had like i had what? like I think fifty dollars of ones. So I had like this big wad of ones in my hand as yeah. a fifteen year old. Yep. And I am just chilling out there. Everyone is so shit faced. And I had I had, had maybe like two beers. I didn't yep. I, I was I didn't really like to drink when I was younger or in high school or sure. anything like that. So yeah. I didn't start drinking really until I was in college. But Oh my god. Yeah, no, I was a late bloomer. Yeah. But we everything started kind of getting a little bit more loose and you uh-huh. know as it goes when when grown men get drunk so i complete chaos yeah i'm just <laughs> sitting there and like i'm to- it hits me totally off guard my yeah. brother and the groom his friend 
grab me. Yeah. And they bring me up on the stage and they're hold like the stage has mirrors, has a pole on it and stuff. Yeah. My arms are like, I'm like spread eagle against the wall as if I'm getting like pat down by a police officer. Oh my God. Stripper comes over to me. Yeah. Undoes my belt. Yeah. Takes off my belt. Oh. Undoes my pants. What? Pulls my pants down. I'm bare ass in front of like 30 grown men. What? This is like, now it's turning to eyes wide shut. I know. <laughs> and it's crazy. So, and for for all the underage listeners, turn it, uh, it's not so bad. Yeah, one day it'll happen to you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but I'm, I'm bare ass in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. And this this stripper this 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 woman starts whipping my bare ass wow. with my own belt wow like hard <laughs> not like no joke really fucking hard holy cow and i am like i'm like stop <laughs> like i'm i'm holding like wads of ones in both hands and i'm throwing them in the air and it's like raining down one dollar bills jeez and then they finally let me go my brother gives me this big hug and we both take a shot and then i sit down and i'm like what the hell just happened? what just happened is this normal i feel like i feel like i just got yeah so now at every party you're like you go yeah. up on stage you start pulling pull yeah down, try. everybody's like just what the hell are you doing what do you do it's like this is how it's supposed <laughs> this to is go a party right guys this is a party this is how we do it and but i was so sitting that's down. why you do that yeah that's oh, why i do that yeah i understand it all stems from childhood drama <laughs> um Dress his girl's pants on again. Yeah, right. Somebody whip him. Someone whip him. Just like, so he gets. Move this up. Party just, along. Yeah, just get it out of him. <laughs> yeah, but this girl gave me. She was very nice and she came over and gave me a, like a lap dance. And I was just like. Wow. I, I was like, I just want I just want to like hang out. I just want to have a good time. And, yeah. And I was like scarred. But looking back on it now, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it is pretty funny. And it's even funnier since one of my brother's friends did it voluntarily five minutes after I got off stage. He was like, do it. He took off his own belt, took down his own pants, and she was whipping. She's like, this is fucking weird. I was like, I thought that was, I thought we were just messing was like, with this kid. The pinnacle, no. And this guy yeah. wants to do it too. It was so weird, man. Oh, God. How did, how did we get off? that uh we're talking about practicing no practicing so basically you want to make sure you're prepared whenever you go to a bachelor party for whatever happens practice them scales my bachelor party was was so tame really so tame i didn't want to do anything like that because i'm not like a big you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that stuff doesn't really matter to me too much but we just went to the red sox game yeah and uh went to dinner after that but I can't remember if I even had a bachelor party. If you can't remember, then you probably did. <laughs> I don't think I did, actually. But maybe someone's going to hear it and be like, Chris, what the fuck? I spent like $100 on no. yeah. I, I don't. I don't think I did. I think I, I, I might have gone out with like my brother and sister or something for dinner. Yeah. Well, that sounds nice. Yeah. I like that a lot better. That might have been my brother's birthday. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Chris, you have a good memory. Oh yeah, it's it's the best. It's got the best yeah. brain. Oh, second best brain. Sorry. I feel like that's a there's a guy. Thing. There's a guy in Washington. He's got he's got the best, but he's he's got the best. He's got the best, but I'm definitely second best. Close runner up. Yeah, I'm working on it. You know, is this like an every year thing? They they bring out the whoever's got the best brain. Yeah, they ask you a bunch of questions. Yeah, you know. 
Yeah, they ask you a bunch of questions. Like, what's that? And you're like, it's a duck. It's like, wow. <laughs> yep. Wow, he remembered. <laughs> <laughs> Let's oh take a God. quick break. Yeah. And, uh, okay. Refill these uh, these glasses, and we'll be back to talk about more awesome guitar stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Let's get into it. Gear talk. All right, so that's the episode with Mr. Chris Brown. Um, thank you so much for sticking around and listening. Please enjoy the music at the end um, of my spiel here. Come out to Sellersville. We will see you in Boston and Buffalo and Rochester and Pauling. Please send in your emails to afterthegigpod at gmail.com. And we will see you next time for, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know if next week is going to be part two. I, I don't know. I have no idea. I have a lot of great people that I have already recorded that I want to get on this podcast. So I'm not, I'm not sure if that will be next week or the following week. But there's so much, there's so much good stuff here. Um, and I hope you all enjoyed it. So we'll see you soon. Thank you so much. And... Don't forget to rate and review. Give me that five-star Uber review. And I'm happy to inform everybody that we are now on Stitcher. So if Stitcher is your favorite podcast app, go listen to us on Stitcher. So I hope everybody has a great week and next weekend. And hopefully I'll see you soon. And, uh, And I'll definitely see you next week. All right. Bye.